Hey everybody, welcome back to the Horror University Podcast. I am Craig Garman, you can follow me on Twitter at Chitty16, and with me as always, Troy Dilworth, you can follow him on Twitter at ThatGeekTroyD, and you can follow the pod at HorrorUPod. So, it's been uh, a, a while since we've potted. You uh, said a minute, didn't you? <laughs> I did about say a minute. Before we started, I was telling Troy how I keep saying a minute for time frame, and I just I was like, I'm going to catch myself. I was going to say hot minute like I told you. Yeah, hot minute's okay, um, but a minute, come on. We've been trying. I've I've been pretty busy lately with work, so that's I'm gonna put the blame on me this time. You know, it's almost always been Troy's fault why we can't. Yeah, definitely. Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll always be like, dude, please, please, and you're like, fuck you. What are you doing? <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck you. I'm just gonna sit here and watch something for the hundredth time. <laughs> um. So this one I kind of like uh, wanted to do for a while. Like when we first started talking about doing the podcast, this was kind of one that we had talked about specifically because the whole reason I would say, and we talked about this when I was down in Cincinnati last time, like I don't think we would be doing a podcast if not for the influence of Kevin Smith, would you say? Yeah, there's no way I would do it. And it's just kind of – it's something that um, you know I listen to. I listen to his podcast like – like binging on Netflix sometimes when I'm at work. If I got free time, I just listen to them. Over. I listen to like this. I have I favored them, and I listen to the same ones over and over and over again. <laughs> I love so many of them. But so this one, um, we're doing Red State, obviously, this week. And this, I just kind of like if we do like an indie, kind of like an indie underground podcast about horror movies. I think like Kevin Smith is probably one of the king directors of for indie in, in, general. in general yeah indie yeah in general and then he started making horror movies and then we're like okay that's cool too <laughs> like red state and then he's got his great white north trilogy which honestly like if anyone out there has seen tusk like i enjoyed it way more Rewatch it. well after i started had listening to smodcast oh really like consistently yeah mm-hmm. like i went back and listened to the walrus and the carpenter episode <laughs> yeah and then that's when I started to get hooked, and that's when I, I literally like went almost all the way back to the beginning and just listened to them all. And then like Yoga Hosers, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's technically considered a horror movie. Like he, I think I, I, I think I heard him say like this is his horror Canada trilogy kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But like when he announced all these, like the one I've been most excited for is Moose Jaws. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I'm Did ready you see for Moose Jaws. Reveal he did on Twitter. Oh. It's really funny because it's basically like my jaw shirt, but with a moose. Like, but with a moose, and instead of water, it's like a grass field. <laughs> so they're they're like I think it's kind of like obviously like joking, but they're using that poster to go pitch to people. That's awesome for moose jaws. Like I'm I'm super excited about it because like that was an episode two of yeah. Smodcast where they were talking about like moose, you know, walking around like in like tall grass like. You know, like a shark almost. <laughs> and he, I, I've listened to the episodes where he talks about it, and it's really, really interesting. Where, you know, like castrated moose or whatever, like their mm-hmm. their horns get like huge and shit like that. So I don't know if he's doing stuff like that. But basically, before we get into this, I kind of really wanted to talk about how much we love Kevin Smith, and I'm just <laughs> just a huge fan. It's fair. I mean, yeah, I I was one of the few people that was like started listening like pretty soon after they started. It was the only podcast I listened to for like three years, probably. Oh, I know. Like when we lived in college, in our house in college, yeah, that was probably I, I don't know the span of like 2009 to 2011. Yeah, and I know you were always listening to it, and I didn't really start listening to his podcast till like 2013. Yeah, like because I think that's when Tusk came out. Maybe that yeah. or 13 or 14. But either way, I just think that you know Kevin Smith inspired us to do the podcast and you know we're doing podcasts about a movie that he did and everything he does always has a little sprinkle of indie in it so that's why i really wanted to do red state because everything about red state is indie you know what i'm saying yeah for for sure and i mean he's the he's the king of indie basically for our generation i'd say and oh there's no doubt and he was just like, hey, let's make some horror movies. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll do anything this guy makes. I'll watch anything. And Red State really stuck with me, like, later on as a horror movie. Like, on the initial watch, it really didn't seem like much of a horror movie. But thinking about it more really turns it that way. 
Well, now that like we've really like dove into the deep end the past few years of horror movies, yeah. like I think I think our our uh, we kind of broaden our horizons of what fits into that yeah. archetype of a horror movie. And I remember when you when we watched it the first time at the house. Like, didn't he, like, favorite your tweet or something yeah. when we watched it at the house? Because, like, it was, like, right when it came out on VOD. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, um, you know, this 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 whole movie, if you ever listen to him talk about it, like, he, he um, you know, he, he really was kind of, like, irritated with the, the movie industry as far as, um, you know, like, the marketing almost is more than what the movie costs and all that stuff. And... I remember listening to the podcast. I never heard the actual speech, I think, that he talked about. But I remember when the movie went out on Sundance, he kind of was like – kind of went on like a a tirade. Maybe not a tirade about how he's just kind of tired of the movie industry a little bit. And like he was going to stop making movies after this. I was going to say that. If I I wasn't mistaken, I thought he basically said he quit for making movies at that Red Red State screening. Right. And he, I remember he was it because like he on the I, podcast from now on or something like that. Yeah, and I think he talked about afterwards how he, maybe he felt like uh, it was a dick move or something like that. Maybe he didn't, but either way, I respect the shit out of it because here's what I think about before we really grow into the breakdown of this movie. Um, I think, like, I, out of all of his movies, I'd have to say Clerks Two is probably my favorite because <laughs> that is a movie. I could throw on at any given time. I yeah. absolutely love that movie. But I think this is his most well-made movie. Yeah, and I think, I mean, he, everything else is a comedy, and you can rewatch comedies, but as far as like something that's not really a comedy, you know, Chasing Amy wasn't a terribly comedy, you can just rewatch Red State over and over and over and find something like different and creepy about it. Right, and like the when, when we were talking about a little bit ago about how it fitting into the horror genre or not, I specifically remember watching this the first time, and the one thing I would describe, like if I was in a focus group, right, and if I walked out and they were like, "How'd you feel about that movie?" I'd be like, "I was very unsettled." Yeah, definitely. I I very I remember that because like the thing is, and this is why like I think it's his his best movie, like his best made movie, is that I am engulfed from beginning to end. You know oh, what I'm for saying? Sure. Yeah, and. A lot of that has to do with, and I think Kevin Smith would agree, and I really kind of wish that um, a little bit more timely on my part, we could have got this podcast out before the passing of Michael Parks. Yeah. Because when we announced it, that's what sucks about all that, so much time had passed. When we announced, he was still alive. Yep. You know, and then he passed. And And we would have sucked his dick on this show. And we will. And we still still, but I'm saying we would have before. (laughs) I, I just I just think that he would agree because I've heard him talk about it. Like it's it's and I mentioned it on the last podcast. It's almost an injustice that uh, he didn't get a nod for anything like any yep. of like the big awards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you could just take. There's a scene once they get into the church. It's like ten minute long sermon. Yeah. That enough alone, like yeah. just give that to someone and be like, "Come on, man!" Like this dude is just crushing it, and I think it's so cool that I kind of feel like when, and I think I remember listening to an episode where he was, where Kevin Smith talked about this, that he wrote that part kind of for Parks. Oh yeah, that was, where he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, this dude is going to absolutely crush yeah. as this killer, like this killer preacher, which he does, and like in the movie, I mean, we started talking about it, but the main characters at the beginning are these high school kids. And then mm-hmm. you get about thirty minutes in, and then it's literally Michael Parks' movie after that. Oh, and it's and it's amazing. But the thing, other thing is like, like Goodman. Goodman gets a good amazing. Jump, yeah, John Goodman's amazing in this movie, and then Melissa Leo. Yeah, she's really like, good too. She's really, really good. I think she's the one that's married to Ralph. Uh, yes. Norman in the movie, because spoilers, Ralph gets shot. Yes, and dies before he gets to say a word. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Like, but her, her whole, her, but there, there's the scene. Like, I know we're not really getting into it yet, but I'm just kind of breaking down some of my favorite scenes. There's a, a really fun scene with uh, Melissa Leo and Michael Parks where they're both leaning up against the window, yeah. and the FBI's there, and there's just raining bullets, and he's just like, "Would you give me a sweet tea, honey?" 
And she just looks at him like he's just the sweetest guy in the world. And I'm like, you are in the middle of this insane firefight. <laughs> well, I just, I was, I don't know why, but I was so captivated by that, that scene. Like those two are so, it's just a short scene with those together, but they're, they're amazing. And like, all in all, like the performances across the board in this movie are like tremendous. Like all three of those kids yeah. are really good. They are. But I'll just, uh, we'll just go ahead and go, like, just dive straight into it because it's pretty much straightforward once we get to the church. Mm-hmm. And it's. The, um, the kids are literally just the gateway into the church. Like, they are the main right. characters for the first half hour. But after that first half hour, it's, it's Goodman and it's Michael Parks. And here's the one thing that I can't remember. Like, it's, they're based on the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. But is that what they don't, they're not called that in the movie, I don't think. No, no, no. They're they're a different name. It's but a I mean that's basi- that's basically what they modeled it. Yeah, that's exactly because who it, it's supposed if, to be. Yeah, if you ever listen to any of the podcasts where Kevin Smith talks about Red State, like the Westboro Baptist Church people, everywhere he like he went on that Red State tour, mm-hmm. and they were like every movie, like every place they went to. <laughs> protesting and there's a really cool and if anyone like i don't remember the episode but if you ever get a chance to listen to it he invites them to go watch the movie yep like brings them in and then they're like we have to leave like this is really dirty <laughs> he's like oh man that sucks okay but so i just the that's kind of what the people that we're dealing with when we if you haven't seen it and we're kind of talking about the church stuff but if you haven't seen it like seriously like go see it well, like I'm- troy uh, Troy owns it. I literally rented it off of my Xbox. So, I mean, like, I mean it would cost me like three bucks. And mm-hmm. I have the Blu-ray coming because I'm just appalled at myself that I don't literally own it. I know. But so what we kind of have here is like there's basically we follow like these three high school kids. And essentially it's it's like, okay, if anyone's ever – anyone ever – like he gets this spot on. Like if you ever go to any porn site – there's yeah. always this thing that pops up like, hey, this single in like your area. Yeah, as your zip code or your city or whatever. It's, it's totally like everyone totally ignores it. But it's kind <laughs> of just like an inter- interesting concept. Like, well, what what would happen if like you responded to that? Yeah. Like in a real world, it's probably just a bot. Nothing happens. But yeah. in this movie, it's Melissa Leo. Yeah. And, yeah. and and she she kind of like uh, lures these boys to like, like a trailer. And here's the thing that's really weird. And this is like, I don't know if this is just Kevin Smith, like his whole thing. But could you imagine, like, like I would say, me and you are pretty good friends, like best friends. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe one other of our best friends. I would not do that with you. No. <laughs> no way. I'd rather. Well, I mean, I'd rather kill you than have sex like with you in the room. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh god, don't look at me. I gotta, I gotta eat a bullet. <laughs> Before shit like hits the fan, like before they end up doing anything, I've like she's like, "You boys now pound those beers back." Like I can't, you know, do anything until I've had a couple. Oh, and then like, obviously, I won't let any man in me that hasn't had at least two beers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they they obviously like she knocks him out. So it doesn't ever end up getting to them doing anything. Mm-hmm. But that was something that always is in my head. Like, so what happens? Do they just like one out? Either way. I wouldn't do that. Or do they all three go? Because that's a trailer, and that's small. And I doubt that room's big. It was a small trailer. It wasn't even a double wide. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the one kid's like, that looks like he's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. He's tall. <laughs> so then uh, they they start to like, you know, she tells them to get their clothes off. And as they start to take their clothes off, that's when, you know, the camera starts to go fuzzy from their POV. Yeah. And they fall. And then you see all these people walk in and they're dragging them out. And then I believe the very next shot would be – I'm trying to think of the guys. Uh, I want to get it. Is it Kyle Gallner? I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he plays Jared. Um, he's the one I think is inside the cage when he comes to. Like oh, that's- yeah, 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 yeah. The guy from uh, – what is that? Friday the 13th? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the Nightmare on Elm Street kid, yeah. yeah. The remake, obviously. Yeah. Not the yes. No, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so like it's actually it's a really cool shot. Like he, uh, you can kind of see through the blanket. Like he's in like a big kind of like a dog cage. Yeah, big and dog cage. In, they're dra- dragging him into the church, and it's got a blanket over it. And you know you can hear people talking and stuff, and you're like, okay, we're inside a church, like pretty clearly because you can kind of see the pews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of bring him up to the front at the altar. 
up front and up on the cross you can kind of vaguely see it through the sheet that there's a figure up on the sheet with yeah, like strapped across. to the cross and then then proceeds this if i remember correctly this like insane 10 minute long sermon with michael parks mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's so good like, I, I mean i i know they slid some edits in there but it really seems flawless at the time it really does. Like he he goes around and he's talking to each individual per- person sometime, and you know, and if I remember correctly, like he he's kind of going around and talking about you know uh, gays and how homosexuality and sleeping with multiple women and you know multiple parties and all that stuff and basically how the whole the whole world's going to hell and all that all that shit. And and he gets like if I remember right, he gets on a piano. And he just starts singing his song at the end of like his sermon, and then when he gets and then when he gets done with the sermon, he kind of is like, "All right, kiddos, and you know, time to get out of here." Oh, dude, one of my favorite parts in the movie is this part. He's he's walking all the kids out, right? He's holding the hand of like this three year old girl. Why don't you ever hold my hand? Or why don't you, you know, something <laughs> so like I, that. And he's like, "I wish you talked to me more." <laughs> <laughs> I wish you talked to me more. <laughs> I don't know why I love it's, but like he seriously loves those kids like hardcore. Like you can definitely tell that. Yeah, because that girl's like kind of quiet the whole time. Yeah, and he just like walks this girl down. It's like I wish you talked to me more. And it's just like he really loves these people and really loves his family and loves the cause. This is something that we said, like we say on multiple of these horror movies, is that it's incredibly believable. For sure. Yeah. That the fact like that is I think the glue of a good horror movie is that if you make it feel believable, mm-hmm. then you're in. You got them. You got your audience hooked, and they're in for the ride. Like they're not getting off. Yeah, that's why that's, alien that, horror movies are the scariest, Garmin. Because you're hooked. No, you're like it's because real. they're real. Yeah, Bigfoot too. That's why Bigfoot movies are awesome. Exactly, Westboro Baptist Church people. Yeah, they're, they're pretty real. Not this. Maybe not this aggressive, but who knows? No, but I mean, that's the whole point. Like, it's like these offbeat religions, right, that start to have agendas and shit. And it happened in this movie. It's not like it can't happen in real life. Like, no, it it's, does. It's, no, no it's, it's very like, um, you know, I'll jump back to where we were before. But eventually when we get to John Goodman's character, he's part of the FBI. He's talking to some guy on the, on the phone. And basically, they're like, "Yeah, you know, they they bought some guns and stuff like that, but they don't cause any trouble." Yeah. So, you know, whatever. It's like they stick to their compound and stuff. But what you don't end up, what ends up, you don't end up realizing is that they got enough ammunition inside there to mount, you know, to you know, feed a small army. Just about <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So. Rewinding back a little bit, back to when we get like this is when it starts to get like this is when shit. And from here on out, like I'm already, um, you know, the storyline I'm already in. But at this point, like you're hooked in for the rest of the movie, and it feels like it feels like 20 minutes. Yeah, because I mean it's just it's just because it's so crazy and it's so good. You're like oh my, like it's just nonstop the entire time, and so basically. They got a guy up, the guy with the sheet up on the cross. They captured him kind of the same way that they captured the boys, but he is a homosexual, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yes. And they lured him in. And, like, here's the thing that's kind of, and I'm going to give Ralph Garman credit because honestly, I don't see him in a lot of stuff, like outside of like yoga hosers. Yeah. I mean, maybe a handful of things I've seen him in. He he plays uh, Caleb, who has like no lines whatsoever, but he just looks. He's like stone cold. Oh yeah, he'll do whatever. He's, so they they take, they they take the sheet off this guy, and he's got a ball gag in his mouth, and they start wrapping him in plastic, wrapping him in plastic, and then literally like um, someone hands Ralph a gun, like a six shooter. It was in the put, Bible. Oh yeah, it was off. Oh, <laughs> it was in Michael Parks' Bible. There. And just Stone Cold doesn't even hesitate. Like, his face is just icy. Yeah. Just puts it on top of this dude's head, and they pull the trigger. 
and it's it was just this really crazy scene because they start wrapping this guy up and they were wrapping him up the whole time so once ralph shoots the guy on the top of the head then they start wrapping the head real quick yeah um actually i think they might have they already partially but they 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 double down yeah Yeah. and it's kind of like there's smoke coming out the top of it it's just super and so that's when uh you know the kid uh jared in the in the little dog kennel he starts like holy fuck like this is what the fuck <laughs> yeah i do nothing i do nothing <laughs> i ain't gay it's, i ain't gay yeah yeah exactly he's like i ain't gay and like, all that stuff he's like i'm basically just like i will say anything you want just don't do, <laughs> don't do that to me please and i think the, this is around the time when the uh, deputy comes by no not yet uh, because what happens is they open up the trap door to dump the body down in there, and that's when you see the other two boys yeah. are down there, and they're like they're yelling up at their friend, and then they close the trap door, and then you're right. Then like yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's pretty much like right after. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. And it's Weasel, right, from Breaking Bad. Yeah. And, he's had, he, uh, and I'm sure you've probably gone back and listened, but he had him on his uh, radio show a lot. Kevin Smith did. He played oh, music did he? for him and shit. Yeah, like I don't know if it was in a podcast, but when he had his short-lived radio. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, uh, sir. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find the guy who plays the sheriff. Oh God, he's yeah, sheriff. We Ste- uh, yeah, Stephen Root. Stephen yeah. Root. He's space. he's uh, yeah, Office Dave. My 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 That's my stapler. Dodger, but yeah, he's ball guy. Yeah, he at the beginning of the movie when the boys are getting ready to go to the trailer, they run into his car, and it turns out like some Mexican guy was uh, blowing him. Yeah, sucking his. And he and and he's married, so he's like conflicted about whether he should do anything or not because he knows Michael Parks, the preacher, like kind of calls him up later and he's like, you know, says a lot of vulgar stuff to him, a lot yes. of uh, homosexual slurs that I'm not going to repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Weasel shows up. <laughs> it's not Weasel, <laughs> but Weasel shows up. And and there's the other thing about Michael Parks, man. Like the whole sermon is so intense. And when he's out talking to the sheriff, he is like the smoothest, coolest dude. Oh yeah. Like he, like no matter what. Like eventually, what ends up throwing him off is the gunshot in the church. But you re- like he's his acting. Like he could talk this guy. Into running circles around his cop car, probably. Oh yeah, like he, he it's just him. it's so smooth. But so what ends up happening is that we end up cutting to the two boys underneath the church after the they shot that guy and he fell in, and you realize that one of his bones broke. Yep. So he is. Um, they try to like one of the the tall kid like rubs off uh, on the bone. He breaks uh, breaks his you know styrofoam. Or his his saran wrap basically, and he's able to get loose, and he tries to help his friend. And this is like this is like this whole movie is gut wrenching at like this point. Like I was saying, it was really unsettling because these like this kid totally bails on his friend. Totally, he does exactly what you say you would always do. The the opposite (laughs) of I would fail in a zombie apocalypse. I would fail in a zombie apocalypse because I could not do that. I would like throw up. Like my body would literally physically not allow me to leave one of my friends down there. Yeah. Like that's why when I watch that, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Because the guy. Because here's the thing, right? And you know this always gets me. People who don't want to die, right? And when they're really good actors, like I believe that this kid does not want to die, and his friends like, I'm fucking sorry, man. I I can't. And I'd be like, you fuck you, man, fuck you. <laughs> basically basically <laughs> and like I just like it just like randomly like it makes me think of Attack on Titan. Like I get that same <laughs> feeling when I watch that. Like these people don't want to die. No. And that kid did not want to die in this movie. <laughs> Definitely. So he goes running off and I think they find out or they hear him or something like that. So the rest of the guys go chasing after him. Yeah. And the tall kid, he ends up uh, kind of eluding him, and he hides in this—he hides in this room. And when he turns around, it is their entire arsenal. Yeah. This in this gigantic like room. I mean, where you're talking like 
some secret room that like the Punisher might own. <laughs> Just assault rifles, shotguns, yeah. anything you can think of is inside this room. So all of a sudden, this kid's kind of like, okay. <laughs> and like, here's yeah. the thing that's like, it's crazy. Like, Ralph's still got the pistol. Yep. So and, and so he's chasing after him, and and this whole this while this is all going on, like there's just we're super intense chase scene inside the church, and while it's all going out, Mark, Michael Parks is smooth talking weasel yeah. into you know skedaddling out of here, yeah, and he's about ready to go when he's like, hey preacher, he's like you went over to Italy, you know, he's like I'm trying to think of a place to take the wife for the five year anniversary, and if he hadn't asked, <laughs> this that, is he'd this is gone. great, this is the yeah. And I'm trying. I'm trying to remember what he tells. He's like, "Well, there's a lot of Italians." <laughs> so, yeah, it's them. very nice, but there are a lot of Italians. <laughs> and so the tall kid. We cut back to the tall kid. He's in this room. And he's got his assault rifle, you know, and he does like the sign of the cross. And he's like, yeah. "Come on, you motherfucker! Come on!" <laughs> and it's total like gunslinger. Ralph just opens the door and the guy's like let's fucking do this and as he said that Ralph just yeah. puts one right in his forehead yeah. I, I'm like and there's a thing like this is not comparing it but the same feeling Game of Thrones-esque where I'm like okay I don't know who's gonna live and who's gonna die in this yeah. movie yeah. because Ralph shoots him in the head and basically this, the reaction of being shot in the head causes him to shoot the gun and then he shoots Ralph and then Ralph dies, and that's Melissa Leo's husband, pretty much in the movie, and she just kind of goes crazy. She, yeah, she gets she's very upset to say the least. So, but here's here's kind of key at this point, if I remember correctly, is that Ralph is the only one there, like yeah. the rest of the guys aren't behind him because the other kid eventually escapes. Yeah, and he plays like this super smart move. Yeah, where he lays down with his dead friend, since Ralph is on the ground dead, he's able to sneak into that room. Change and he the story. Down, yeah, and he lies down on top of him and basically acts like he's dead. Yep. Because there's there's so much blood in there, and he I don't know if he puts a little bit on him or not. But dude, could you imagine doing that? That's one of your best friends. Like, granted, you're pissed at him Cause because he left you. <laughs> you literally have to like lay down on top of one of your best friend's dead bodies. Yeah, like put his blood on you and shit. Like, I'm going to ride that to the end. This whole movie, super unsettling. Yeah. So, but then, and um, outside, Weasel hears the gunshot, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and Michael Parks got a shotgun and just, yeah, blasts him right into his cop car. And I, I don't know, oh, he gets, was... he gets off. Like, before he gets shot, he's like, shots fired, shots fired at the blah, blah, blah yeah. church. It's good. I, I, that's that to me is where like it really triggers into the kind of shit like, is the yeah hardcore. I think like Goodman pops up really soon after that. Yeah, because he gets um, um, the sheriff that we were just talking about, my my stapler guy from Office Space. He gets the call, and he hears Weasel get shot. And yep. So Michael Parks does this, and here's again like so smooth. And this is when you get see like it's so. I mean, like different sides of this character. He gets to play all these really cool parts, you know. Mm-hmm. And when he gets on the phone with the sheriff, or not the sheriff, not the phone, but like the the radio. Yeah. That's when he starts, you know. He's like calls him like queer. And, yeah. He th- well, this is where he threatens to like like cover it up, or we got these pictures of you like getting your dick sucked or whatever. Yeah, show, and you show go to your wife. Want yeah. your wife to find out about it? Yeah. He's saying, saying uh, aggressive shit like he's got spick shit on his dick. Which actually, like, this whole that whole part, it plays a part later with that character for sure. Oh, yeah. Because he, um... This is basically the next part that happens, so you might as well, you can just go into it, really. Well, I'm trying to remember, is this the part where he's, like, is he, like, debating about killing himself in there before he makes the call to John Goodman? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He pulls out, like, he looks at a picture of his wife, and he pulls out, like, a thing of scotch, and he's yeah. got his gun out there, and he's like, you're like, oh, fuck, he's gonna kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, he see he looked before, as he's getting ready to shoot himself, he sees the poster on the wall. Mm-hmm. For you know, for FBI, and so then he changes his mind and he calls John Goodman, and then that's when we cut to John Goodman about you know he's the FBI guy, and so then you kind of get a little bit of background story about the people in the church at this point because right now you're just like oh shit like we they're crazy. you know we know they're they're kind of crazy people because 
we saw them on TV earlier in the movie where they were like protesting a a, a veteran yeah. funeral kind of thing and like just being really aggressive, like God hates fags, all those, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. just very aggressive. But you get a little more backstory, like I was saying, like they're essentially they have enough ammunition to be like a radical, like terrorist cell, like yeah, a small sure. little terrorist cell, which is eventually what the FBI. That's what they're like. Well, that's what this is. Yeah, because it they all comes down to like religion. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, they're a little terrorist cell. Like they did their, you know, they attack people based off their beliefs. That's a terrorist. Yeah, and then they they kind of make the decision that they're like uh, Goodman's. Like, if you give us another couple weeks, we can get up something bigger than you know the sheriff's deputy getting killed. Right, like we could take them all down. You yeah, know, if let's. You, if you, let's we need, we, need we can time. get a warrant. And in there, once if we find, because they're aware of all those guns they have, yeah, but they haven't used them or anything. So they're like, okay, well, this guy killed a cop. We can take them all down if you get us a warrant, and we can get in there and you know bust them for all this illegal weapons. Yeah, because they're like they even talk about how they're all modified mm-hmm. and like super like crazy shit. And it's just uh, I don't know, I don't know why, but this whole John Goodman scene, and maybe this is just random on my part but it it all feels so real like i don't know if this is like i doubt i don't know if there's a lot of ad-libbing in like these movies but i'm sure it's all written by kevin smith because he seems yeah. like that kind of guy but like the conversations with the wife you know if you like, love just the, me you'd get up and make coffee yeah like yeah that, <laughs> yeah that feels that feels real right yeah, like he's She's making him breakfast while I don't know. Maybe that's just stupid stuff on my part, but there's little things that I notice where I'm like, this feels like this would really be a real thing. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with the horror aspect of the movie, just a stupid observation on my part. <laughs> so then eventually, um, they're like, well, basically, let's get a whole task force and we just head over there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when the other friend starts to try and escape. That's when the other friend starts trying to escape because, and then here's the other side of Michael Michael Parks too, because like you said, he cares about his people. Mm. So Seen him be like a fox, snake in the grass, to this, you know, to the sheriff and all these mm-hmm. guys. And this guy's like a dick, but he calms down Melissa Leo, yeah. who's like losing her shit because her husband's dead. But he's like, I want you to see something, and he takes her into that room, and he's like. Before before Caleb left this earth, he took those two boys with him. Yep. <laughs> and she, she can literally she you can see almost the relief on her face. Then she goes over there and starts kicking the kid who's alive, yeah. the live kid, kicking the other one. <laughs> which I'm, like, I bet I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you fuck with that. <laughs> and so they all they start you know they gurney away uh, Ralph and he's dead and like I don't know they're singing their gospel songs or whatever the fuck. And so the kid who's faking it gets up and he's like looking around at these assault rifles trying to figure them out. And kind of this whole time, kind of this whole time, uh, John Goodman's kind of like they're on their way. The FBI guys are kind of on their way. And I think uh, by the time he gets, by the time the one kid gets the assault rifle and gets to the church, like he's literally like, at the main congregation part of the church, and he sees his friend, um, who's all—he's all plastic wrapped up there on the cross too. I think at that point, cross too, yeah. And here's the other thing: is that he totally bails on his friend. I know the it just one. happened to him, and then he did it to his friend. He's—he is in the winning situation. That's the only part in the movie that I don't understand. But you know, like I mean, they're 18. Who knows and what they I think understand. then? But like this, this dude has the drop on every single person in the church, and he has an assault rifle, and nobody really has any guns. Because yeah, you have to remember at this point, they think that the two boys are dead, yeah, and the one they have tied up on the cross is the only one alive. He could, as far as I know, no one in that, no one in that church is armed. No, I don't think so. As far as I know, so I mean, he could just be like. Everybody against the wall, motherfucker! (laughs) I'm gonna get a friend. But instead, what he realizes is that. He's like, shit, I have to cut across this church, like the inside of this church, yeah, to get this. out. Like, mm-hmm. the only, this is the only way through. So he basically goes, fuck, and then he just gets up and bolts. And, and then, then all, was, all the guys yeah. rush right after him out the door. Yeah. And he's, he, does, he dead sprints outside, right? He tries to get out for a while, but he eventually does get out, and then he sprints outside, yeah. He sprints outside, and this is kind of what kickstarts everything a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
is the sheriff <laughs> pops this kid. <laughs> like, dead sprint. And he's like, who fired? That's John Goodman. He's like, who fired that shot? Basically, like, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> he's like, I just saw he had a gun. You just killed a kid. And basically, so now they're kind of fucked because they fired first. Yeah, well, and I think the, I mean, they, the sheriff, the sheriff did it on purpose because he wants to kill those people so they don't release the shit that, that, that they have yeah. on them. That's what I thought. And I don't remember if John Goodman had, uh, I, maybe after that kid was shot, I think maybe they used the megaphone thing, and they kind of like, all right, yeah, come on out, basically. Yeah. And so at this point, once the 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 church people it's like five points or something like that i think maybe now yeah. if i'm right yeah. but they're like all right fbi's here time to fucking let's do this gear. war <laughs> it proceeds like what you know the next 15 20 minutes maybe not even that just full firefight. on firefight which yeah. is so like um not something you see in a kevin smith movie right no this is the most action i had seen and that's the thing, like, that's what's so crazy about it is, like, he's never shot a scene like this, as far as I know, mm-hmm. and you'd never know. No, it's it's good. It's awesome. And it just the story keeps progressing, like, more and more, where, like, at this point, you're like, they're just going to kill each other. Like, oh, my gosh. And then you kind of find out that um, he gets the call in from the people. His of- boss or whatever, yeah. And you only hearing his side of the conversation. So he's kind of like, oh, I want it. We we can take this church. We can take it. Yeah. And you hear him listening. And he's like, I want me and my men protected. I want a text message or I want something in writing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what is going to happen? So, you know, all that shit's going on. And then I'm trying to remember, like, the girl. Does How does the, how does the kid get cut down? Does he cut himself down? Or does the girl help him down? The girl because, helps him down when the firefight started. She wants to get the kids out. Yeah, that is this main girl. The like when Michael Parks was like, "All right, all the kids, time to go." There's an older girl, probably about the same age as the boys. Yeah, I'd say high school age for sure. Later high school, she takes all the kids out. And so this is like this is when the first orders are in, and she gets out of the house trying to find a way for the kid, and she runs into one of the officers, and that's when he's that's when he gets the the call from his boss about like no survivors. Yeah, and it's like it's super fucked up because this guy's like, I got, I got kids, like I can get them out of here. Yeah, and then you, you can. It's, it's here's the other thing. It's like the, all the one sided conversations. Like you don't know what the other person's telling them, but you can assume. Yeah, and so what ends up happening? And he throws the gun at the girl. He's like, get back inside, and he literally gets behind her. And mm-hmm. takes her hand in that gun and fires that gun into the ground. Yeah. So it looks like she fired, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It is. So and, and so she Melissa goes back Leo inside, comes, and then no, Melissa Leo comes out. Oh yeah, and she shoots that guy in the back of the head. She sneaks yeah. up behind. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And basically, she gets pissed off at the blonde girl for, for wanting uh, to leave. Wanting to leave, right? Like, your daddy died or something for this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, she ends up smacking him or that ki- if the boy ends up smacking her or something oh. like that. I, I can't exactly remember like, what I don't. It kind of gets because a lot of shit's got happening at this point. So yeah. it kind of gets jumbled around. So I'm trying to think at this point, um, John Goodman's in the horse stables with another one of his guys, mm-hmm. and they're basically having like a conversation about how this whole thing is fucked. Yeah. Like, this is, like, super fucked. And um, I'm trying to think later. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember at this point, because, like I said, there's a lot of shit that goes on. But those, I think around guy, this point is when – this is when the other high school guy gets cut down by her, and she wants him to help. Right, yeah. yeah. So the guy and the girl, like, they, like the two high school-age kids, they go outside, like, kind of just surrendering to John Goodman. Oh, dude. No, no, no. You're skipping ahead. I know that's what I'm I I I don't yeah, remember. Th- well, this part, this is uh, after like she wants him to help, and he's like, "Fuck you! I ain't doing shit for you." And <laughs> then the mom comes in, and the mom wants to kill the kid, and the daughter's like, "No!" And then she kills Melissa Leo's character, and then oh, that's like, right. Uh, They're fighting over the gun, and he, like yeah. shoots her in the stomach. Yeah. So basically, all like all hell is breaking loose at this point, 
And then at like this is the kid like trying to get out because I'm trying to remember when that happens when him and her they go out hands raised. Yeah, that's that's pretty much right. Right next. Right, so yeah. they go out hand raised to John Goodman, and if remember earlier, I was saying he had this conversation with the guy in the stables. Yeah, this same guy who was like, "This situation's fucked," just poo 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 poo. Yeah, yes. these two kids out dead cold, and basically looks at John Goodman. He's like, "You all right?" <laughs> yeah, like and, you cool? <laughs> yeah, and like and and John Goodman's just like, I think he's for that. That's the he's first really time like, he's realizing yeah. this is this is fucked. Yeah, definitely. So like right before. Any shit gets any worse, you just hear this like, this huge like these horn these real big horn blasts basically, mm-hmm. and then this is another one a really great like besides the monologue the yeah. sermon that Michael Parks does this next part like that he does is really really awesome where he's oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know why but I just love the part where he, uh, he comes out to like they have, they drop their weapons they're all coming out like hands up they're like singing jigging, jigging, yeah, like, jigging. Yeah, like clapping her, like yeah <laughs> hallelujah and this one like this bald guy with his glasses like tries to make a move or something and this dude just like blasts part of his face <laughs> off his and john godman's like god damn it enough like enough firing i don't know why i love this part so much but john goodman's like enough firing brimstone preacher <laughs> yeah. what is that noise he's like ain't nothing but Fire and brimstone. <laughs> it's a great uh, line. Delivery is fucking great. Yeah, ain't nothing but fire. Good. And then he and then he basically proceeds to tell John Goodman it's like the four, you know, the the, the horseman, the horseman. You know, the apocalypse is coming, the end of days. And he's like, shoot me, shoot me. He gets right in John Goodman's face, and then it cuts right. Mm-hmm. Michael Parks is like two inches from John Goodman's face. And then it cuts to John Goodman basically being interviewed by two FBI guys mm-hmm. about the aftermath of everything, and um, he kind of uh, it's it kind of like a little bit slows down from here, but like there's a little bit uh, <sighs> this like there's this last part I had to watch a couple times to like fully understand everything. Mm-hmm. Basically, you find out the horns were these college kids who were you know fucking with the five points church where they got this gigantic uh uh horn from some fire department and they hooked it up to an ipod and played single note blasts out of a trumpet to make these people think that (laughs) their time has come yeah hallelujah and it was basically it was random like it was luck he said it was just blind luck blind luck like it could have you know they could have ended up just slaughtering each other. That's what could have ended up happening. But it ended up being like blind luck. And uh, they basically say this shit like where he's like, after like everything's off record, they're like, you're not getting a trial. <laughs> he's going to jail and he's going to get ass raped. He's like, this is America. He's a terrorist. You get a trial. <laughs> a jail. He's never going to see the light it's of day. Like, ever again. What, is it? what is this? September 10th, 2001? Yeah, it's like it's a great. But I had to watch a couple times to like really grasp is the dog story, uh, dog story. Like I'm trying to remember. At the time I watched it, I remember I knew what it was in reference to. Mm -hmm. But basically, it was just like you can't. If I remember right, it was basically like you can't. You just can't trust anyone. Maybe am I wrong? Yeah, uh, he goes about. yeah, go ahead. These two, these two, I don't know if they're bloodhounds or whatever. These two dogs from his grandma had or grandpa. Same litter. They were same litter, raised since pups, since day one, you know. And he's like, you know, they were always hunky dory with each other. Yeah. All, and, but one day Thanksgiving, after, I forget how old they were. Maybe they were five, six years old, something like that. And he said his grandma threw a turkey leg down there, and he said it was just teeth and snarling like the two never met each other yeah and i'm trying to think if maybe that's what i feel really dumb not knowing remembering what that point was because it's been a while since i've seen it but i feel like that's an important last line pretty much of the movie that last little story Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and i mean and just to show the viciousness of like everyone right like yeah, human nature, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's about a dog, but it's like, you know, you can never tell. Well, and he was like, they were both brought up the same, like, not like one of them wasn't treated better than the other one, anything like that. So it's like, it's more than just uh, nurture that creates people, right. basically. 
Right. And then so the last bit you get, uh, and this is kind of like a nice little snippet that I got from listening to the, the podcast yeah, where definitely. he was talking about Michael, Michael Parks is um, that whole like prayer, like they cut to Michael Parks. He's in a jail cell. He's walking back and forth and he's singing like a little song in his jail cell. Kevin Smith said he made that up himself. Really? And he's just in there doing it. And Michael Parks basically told Kevin Smith, he's like, I've this whole movie's just been me just talk, talk, talking. He's like, someone should basically just we should cut to someone telling this guy to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, It should be you. And he's like, Well, me, he's like, that might take people out of the movie. And he's like, Why would that take people out of the movie? He's like, Well, yeah, I've been in movies and stuff, people would recognize me. And he's like, what movies have you been in? So, like, Michael Parks had, like, really, like outside of the stuff he'd done with Kevin Smith, had, like, yes. really not, you know, yeah. you know, known anything that he'd been in, basically. So what Kevin Smith did instead is, as you, you when you watch the end of the movie, you can hear from down the, the hall in the jail cell, you hear Kevin Smith go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the movie ends. Credits, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Like it's it's a great little capper because literally like Michael Parks is it's just been a this is just a it should have been an Oscar movie nod Golden Globe even for Michael Parks yes yeah, and then just to, at the end just to tell him shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah I I there, there's like I said there's I don't know I get I get kind of like a different horror vibe from it like every time I watch it like something different stands out. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the thing that's like, uh, like I said, since we've divin like dove into the deep end of horror movies, there's so many different archetypes of the genre, where it's this isn't like it's, there's like a not like a Blair Witch thing where you're like, like literally like oh my god, holy fuck, like well yeah. I'm gonna die, like I'm so scared. Oh, but it's like but you said, is, everything's unsettling, and that's it's all so it. unsettling yeah. because of the realism behind it. You know, it's mm -hmm. like. I mean, maybe that's what the dog story was about. Like, yeah. the, the boys turning on each other yeah. kind of thing a little bit. I mean, I could be butchering it, but that's kind of <laughs> what I'm thinking. Hindsight. Yeah. Where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, these guys, like, everyone just kind of sucks mm -hmm. in this movie. But I'm just, I'm really glad we did this We did this podcast on this movie because we did the Three Guys, One Projector podcast, which was basically our version of Smodcast, essentially. Yes. And we kind of broke down into a genre with this podcast. But if anyone's ever out there listening to Kevin Smith podcast, he always preaches, like, just go out and do it. Like, just do yeah. it. Put put something out there into the world. And we would not be doing it, what we're doing probably if not for Kevin Smith. So no. I'm glad we were able to do at least one of our episodes on something he did because he inspired us to do what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. And he's, and he's always like, you know, find – Find what you love in life and then figure out a way to get paid for it. Right. So We're not know. there yet. <laughs> no, Still. It's, it's cool. If I, if I could get into any, you know, like I, I do, I watch so many horror movies and I don't really know why, but I feel like I'm just building a knowledge base. And if I turn that into something, that'd be amazing. But if I don't, I'm still happy with just watching horror movies and talking to them with you. Because it's fun. Horror movies are good. Agreed. Oh, my um, God. Can you believe that I was, we both like horror movies? That's crazy. It's crazy, right? Can you believe that we enjoy it so much that we're like, let's create a podcast where we can talk about how much we like them and talk about the ones we like. Because like, the whole thing about this this podcast was to be like, hey, you might not have seen this movie. You should check it out. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure like Red State, like Kevin Smith's a pretty big name. But like I said before, we did this episode because we kind of wanted to do it because of our – love and fandom for all the stuff that he does for sure definitely and this is a uh, kind of off the red state now um i was listening to your last podcast when we did creep mm -hmm. and it was so long ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where i remember at the beginning of the podcast i was like i'm like so excited for my dark tower trailer to drop <laughs> and it didn't drop for like two weeks after that yeah and that was like still like two like it dropped like two three weeks ago that's how long it was. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been bad, but we'll try and get back on it. Like I just, I've been super busy, and like we we tried to do it a couple times. Like tried to do it Thursday, and you had a meeting, and we tried to do it Friday, but I was having a campfire at my mom and dad's house, and we had some friends show up, and so we couldn't do it then. And busy Saturday and Sunday, busy. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, I don't really. I don't want to make us like 
make us do it like every week you know like this is fun for us i don't want it to feel like we, we had a good we had like a good two three episode stretch but I, it was like every other week that's what i think we should kind of shoot for if anything right like that gives us a lot of time but right do you know what you want to do next i mentioned well, what i wanted to do next yeah i know you mentioned uh you something else, that's fine. i don't know if i have anything particular but i uh i have the right to shut you down Yes, I you want do. to. It's your show. So go ahead, Troy. Tell me your stupid movie idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking. No. Okay. All right. What are we doing? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, Chernobyl Diaries is what I want to do. Okay. Okay. No, I can. I'd be down for that. What did you want to do? <laughs> oh, I, I literally had nothing. I had. Oh, okay. Nothing. I did. Well, maybe it'll uh-huh. be Chernobyl Diaries. Maybe we'll change it, but. Well, I don't. I don't think that that's a bad one because we've talked about the roller coaster theory, and that's that where it started. We've kind of created, and that was literally the movie that started. Yeah, the roller coaster theory. Yep. Where if you go watch that movie, there is literally nothing wrong with that movie until the end. Yes. Like literally the last like two minutes of that movie, where you're just like, "Come on, man! Like, did did it just so unnecessary?" Yeah, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> but the movie's awesome. No, I- yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to watching it again. It's it might have it's probably been a year or so since I've seen it, and I know it's a solid flick. I like it. Yeah. Same. So we'll try, you know, try and get back on about every other week back into this. Um. Uh, it may be it actually no, I think about it. It might depending on what our time frame is. We're going to be going on vacation. We could do one on vacation. Maybe we can see. I don't know what the audio might be like. It might not be as quiet as <laughs> me in my room and you at your apartment. Yeah, you know. But, you know, it might not. I mean, we'll see. See what happens. And we maybe do a late night one because we're, we're going to Lake Cumberland. I'm just going to tell exactly where people where we're at so we can get murdered by say, our dude. crazy fans. Right. How great we'll would that be? Our, we'll, we'll tweet out our GPS location. Some, some insane, like, one fan was just like, like, uh, Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th remake where they're just standing at the edge of the lake yeah. just staring at us and then like shoot you with a bow and arrow. That's definitely me, by the way. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I'm the guy in the boat like, oh, man, she fell. <laughs> Not really. Oh, oh, well. You get shot with the arrow. Yeah, no shit. Oh, well. Well, either way. So we'll definitely, yeah, I, I'm down for Chernobyl Diaries, but we'll probably, you know, Maybe two, three weeks before we get to that episode. We'll see. Yep. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah. So we'd prefer, uh, you know, go. I Every time I always forget, we need to, like, go watch Red State. Yes. Watch Red State. It's on Netflix still. No. Yeah. I tried to watch. It was on Netflix. But like I said, you can rent it. You can, you know, stream it. I'm There's there's a bunch of ways you could get it. I was able to get it, and I don't own it, and I have Netflix and Hulu. So oh just check it out. It's it's obviously like we just went on like a giant the whole thing with Michael Parks. It's a tremendous performance and it's a great movie. Yep. So yep. go check out Red State and hopefully within the next few weeks we'll be doing Chernobyl Diaries. And for the Horror University podcast, I am Craig Garman. You can follow me on Twitter at Chetty16. And for Troy Doworth, you can follow him on Twitter at that Geek Troy D and the pod at Horror U Pod. And we'll catch you guys next time.